MLIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to MLIW, The Walking Dead review. It's so hard not to say Twilight Zone review because that's I've done more episodes of that show than this. Barely. I've done 137 of that. This is episode 136 for The Walking Dead 910 Omega. Um, I have very, very few notes for this episode. With that being said, quality episode. It's one of those episodes I've, I've been wishing for where Daryl, you get to hear him emote and you get to hear him speak and care and relate and all this sort of shit that I've been asking for nonstop. Len Kabazinski of all people just tweeted me. That's why I was uh, stalling there. I tweeted him a little bit ago about, uh, DB Cooper and not knowing who the fuck that was either. And he just tweeted me back, so I'm interested to see what that says. I kind of want to read it live on the air, <laughs> just see what he says. I love that guy. He makes terrible movies, but he knows it. He doesn't care. He's just into it. B-movies are B-movies. I love it. I love that guy. I love his attitude. And I'm curious what he says, but I'll find, it. I'll find out later. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I, I think I got a Christmas present. It's weird. That's something to look forward to after this. Anyway, so... This episode, really, very few notes, like I mentioned. It's very contained, which normally I hate on this show. They do their contained episodes when they don't want to deal with the main issue that's happening. Like, one episode would end with, like, a big cliffhanger. And then instead of issuing, dealing with that issue, they would deal, they would, the next episode would be, let's show somewhere else. And they're talking about something that has nothing to do with it. And in two episodes, we'll deal with that. But this, this season isn't doing that, so thank you. Again, another little present from season nine. Thank you so goddamn much. It's the little stuff. The little stuff makes, little stuff makes up your show. It's so nice. It really is. I, it's, I appreciate it. <laughs> but they deal with it immediately. Where Lydia, who, who is the savior that got captured in the last episode, one of the whisperers, not, not savior, whisperer, <laughs> rather, she got captured. And they start, to, like, they're really debating on killing her. Like, Carol's like, you gotta fucking kill that bitch. Or Michonne, whoever the fuck is. Like, you gotta kill that bitch. And, and Daryl's like, will do, no problem. And then he starts, like, talking to her. And then at first it seems like he's just gonna kill her eventually. And he's gonna get information. He's gonna kill her like anybody else. Doesn't care that she's, like, 17, 16, where the fuck she is. She seems a little bit older in the show. Comic book, she's, like, 13, 14. <laughs> And she's already been raped by everybody in the in the the whisperers, and she's just fine with it because they think they're animals. So Carl has to be like, "That's not normal." But instead of Carl, we have Thomas. So this is what I'm saying: Thomas really takes over the Carl storyline. Um, it's she tells her story. It's day. It's bunker. They're in a bunker. It's day twenty three of the apocalypse. She's sitting there. She's a young, 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 young lady with her her mom and her dad. And her mom seems like she loves her daughter so much, just holding her, like, uh, singing to her. And the dad seems a little crazy, like, we're going to get the fuck out of here. We're going to get out of here. We're going to get out of here. And then we see, like, Lydia's mom is holding her, and she's singing to her, and she has a tattoo of Lydia's name on her arm. And Lydia would, like, put her mouth to it and kind of like, hold it there. And it's like, hold her there and snuggle her and make her feel comforted. Really sweet scene. And I'm like, that doesn't add up. This is me in live time. Like, when this doesn't quite add up. What happens to her mom then? Okay, I'm not I'm not disbelieving the episode. But I'm like, what the fuck happens to her mom after this? Which is what you're hoping for. Which the the episode tricks you. It does. Um, she starts to talk about Thomas. Start talk to Thomas rather. And Thomas is really see. This is what I mentioned. Pause. 
pause right now. I mentioned several episodes ago I wrote Thomas instead of what the fuck's his real name? What is it what is what is his real name? My entire notes for this episode has say Thomas, but his real name is Henry. I said I wrote Thomas instead of Henry, and I don't fucking know why. Just ordinary white guy names. I just wrote Thomas instead of Henry. So if I say Thomas today, I am sorry. Forgive me. Ignore it. I mean Henry. Uh, Lydia is talking to Henry. They're really starting to relate. The Carl storyline is strong with this, and she's she, they replace Carl with Tom, with Henry. Oh, good God. It's going to be difficult. So uh, Henry's like, what happened out there? Like, what do you guys do? And they start to talk. She starts talking about her way of life. They live in the woods. They're animals. They don't have names. Eventually, she says that her name is Lydia. But they don't really go off names. They don't have a, a structure other than there's an alpha. That's her mom. Her mom is the alpha. She's the leader. Yada, yada, yada. Her mom's going to come looking for her. But then she's like, wait, wait, wait. Since I got captured, that means I'm weak. My mom is not going to come looking for me. Once the weak get left behind, they are just left behind. We move the fuck on without them. My mom will not risk exposing herself like that to come look for me. So she's like, I'm here. You're going to kill me? Go right ahead. I have nowhere to go. My, my community would not accept me back. So what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about childhood trauma because that's what this episode's about. Uh, but Daryl comes in there because because Henry at one point goes, yeah, what do you want to know? And she's like, he basically says like, hey, what secrets in my communities do you want to know? And she goes, what are, what other communities do they have? And he goes, oh, we have the hilltop. It's where I'm staying. Or that's where I'm staying at. So we have the kingdom. That's where I'm from. It's like uh, eight miles away. It's pretty cool. We got a it was an amphitheater. We got a, you know Ezekiel leads it. It's like you know, if you took the walk through like a, it's called a Mill Creek Woods. If you go through there and you got you got the uh, the Omega Cavern, go ahead and go left around that. You don't want to deal with that. But then you're gonna want to go ahead and go like you know over the uh, river there. It's a little ti- I call it a creek. It's called river. It's called the Snow River, but. I call it a creek. Jump over that. You know, here's a map. I'll just go ahead and draw this. And uh, do you have any charcoal? No. Okay. Uh, you know what? Go ahead and take a mental map. It's pretty. It's pretty descriptive. But it's right here. There's a quantity of 75 people that live there. They are unarmed. And you know what? Very vulnerable. So it, I'd be ashamed if something happened to them. Anyway, uh, wh- why are you asking? So Daryl obviously comes in there and listening to this entire conversation from outside the cell and kicks him the fuck out of there because she he told her fucking everything. Um, we see another flashback there, which is kind of getting f- closer to the truth. Again, I assume you've seen in the episode. Lydia's mom is is arguing with some guy. She kills a different guy, and then Lydia's dad is the one that comforts her. And then he has the tattoo in his arm too. And we don't see the difference there. And then Daryl comes in. And he's like, he he like pulls her sleeve back. He tries to get her some water through a ladle, and she like, "What do you think I'm gonna beat you with this?" And she grabs it, and he grabs her arm through the cell bars, and he pulls the sleeve back, and he sees all these like, you know, scattered bruises and and fresh beat tracks, whatever you want to call those. But he's like, oh, "Yeah, I know." But he walks in with a with a with a switch, and he's like, and you see her just be like, recognize it immediately. She doesn't go like, what is that? Why do you have a twig with you? Like, any, or a branch? Why the fuck you bring that inside? That's weird. She just immediately is like, oh. And he recognizes that. And this is why I say, they have someone relate to Daryl. It's been since his brother died in season four, five, whenever that was. That someone has related in any way to Daryl. 
It is such a breath of fresh air. And how many times can I say that expression in this season? He's like, I he basically, they basically like trade drunken dad stories. And he goes, my dad would come like fucking drunk out of his goddamn mind and want to take it on anybody. But your story doesn't add up. No dad that does that would, would comfort you and sing to you. It wasn't your dad, was it? And it really like cuts back to reality there where it's kind of like her mom is the because They showed earlier that the dad shaved his facial hair and was like, fuck you, you always love my facial hairs. Fuck you, and told his wife. <clears throat> reality is that his mom, her mom, shaved her head. And the dad is sitting there with her full, full beard just like holding the daughter. It's like, uh, our mom's not crazy. Your mom's not crazy. My wife's just sane. My wife is just sane. No reason to scare us. Nothing to worry about at night when she's sleeping right next to us. She's not going to slit our throats like she cut our hair with the same razor. Everything is fair. And they just sit there. And it's like, the dad's just like, oh, I'm gonna ignore what's happening right in front of us. Gonna put on these blinders and just comfort my daughter with a tattoo on my arm. Mama's not crazy. No, she's not. Mama's not crazy. Go to bed. None of this song rhymes, but it's okay. Mama's not crazy. She won't take you away from me in the night. You're slicing your throat open. <laughs> oh, God. My marriage is failing, and she's got crazy, and there's no divorce anymore because courtrooms are all burning. <laughs> so she realizes that's what her dad is. And her mom is the crazy one. And uh, her, her dad... Uh, they showed that her dad died. They don't really see what it is. And it, like the, her mom kills some guy in the middle of the night, like as a zombie or uh, I forget what it is. The guy dies in the middle of the night and the mom tries to go after it. The, the zombie attacks her dad. Dad dies. Mom kills zombie. Lydia thinks the dad is weak as I believe the order of that timeline. Again, shit changes close. Sorry. I'm spinning my thing around. It changes close and closer to reality. And this is kind of like the transition one, where it's like flip-flop, a little bit of flip-flop, and set up a little bit. It's got kind of both. Um, so the dad dies that way, a zombie taxes trope. Um, we also see, I think it might be the my only note that's outside of this main storyline here, is that the new group that we see, containing Luke and Magna and all of them, they... They left. They decide to leave in the previous episode. They do leave in the middle of the night. They climb up a wall. They split up. And then they run out there. And I'm like, why would you leave? We already had the episode or the scene where uh, Magna shows up at Michonne's house and gives her her knife. I thought that was the end of it. I thought that would be the end of the stupid teenager bullshit drama. Where I get that they don't have they, they they do have trust issues with new neighborhoods and they don't want to deal with it and they're like I don't trust these people no matter how much they're saying they're quality like they're quality people just like uh, uh, Woodbury with the governor they say they're great people but then they have like weird science labs in their fucking house with their daughters watching zombies on TV and their daughter's a zombie chained up in another room I get it he has a weird masturbation station for his daughter some weird thing the governor has I don't know it's fucking bizarre looking but anyway. How long ago was the governor at this point? Was he season four and five, like end of season four, entirely entirety of season five, right? That seems like forever ago. 
That's why I'm kind of looking forward to after this season going back to season two, three, four, and five. I'm looking forward to that. I I want to see the how they get there. Because I, 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 it is like a distant memory at this point. I've only seen those seasons once, I want to say. I've seen season, season two and three uh, twice. Season four and five just once. So I'm kind of curious how all that goes down because it is I, I barely remember it. So I'm kind of curious how it goes. And that's after Darabont left the show. So I want to see how quickly the transition is. I want to see Andrea die again in a miserable death. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that's going to be exciting. Speaking of governor. Let's get back to this episode, though. So the uh, uh, Thomas, he lets Lydia out of the cell. And then she finally tells him the truth about the mother how her mother is really the one that's responsible for murdering the father. And it wasn't the zombie that attacked him. She killed him anyway. She, she just flat out killed the father. He was the loving one. She was a psychopath and went to her head. And that makes more sense. And I like that sort of shit. I like the fact that it tricked you enough for, enough for I wasn't saying like this is a lie. It made sense in the episode itself because she was realizing her mother brainwashed her at the same time. So not only was it a trick episode, it also made sense for the character. And thank you so much for that. Oh, God. I, I feel like I'm sucking this season's big old cock this, se- this season. And, and it's not a homophobic thing. I have nothing against that. I totally do it. But I, I feel like that's what I'm doing. Season nine inches. And I'm just I'm swallowing it. I'm, t- I'm accepting everything it gives me. I like this season. It feels structured. It feels like the characters are thought about ahead of time for a change. And Lydia is immediately impactful into the show. Even though the episode itself doesn't go anywhere, I cared about the story they told me. It's very contained. It's just about a couple characters, and I cared. It's a new character, and I cared. I don't even give a shit about Henry. I called him fucking Thomas the entire episode. How much could I care about him? But it worked. It worked so well. It was an interesting way to tell a storyline where you cut back to reality every once in a while or cut back to the story, her flashbacks, and and she's kind of going, wait, that doesn't, he's right, that doesn't make any sense. This is what happened, and she kind of remembers it for real. They didn't fully commit to it, I will say that, but it was enough. It was enough where you as an audience member realize what's happening in it. They just didn't fully go like, this is our episode, this is what it's about. And I kind of, Kind of appreciate it because it's not too uh, on the on the nose and it's not too loose where you know what's going on. It's a good mix. It's hard. It's almost harder to get a good mix than it is to go nail nail on the head. Here we go. That's the episode. Or what do you think happened? And they found right in the middle, the closer to the nail on the head, which is better, honestly. And you kind of go, oh yeah, she she's lying to herself. Her mom brainwashed her. I get it. But I wish they would have done it more stylistic toward the episode, but that's just me. And I'm not going to complain. About, I wish they didn't do anything different, because I don't, just to serve me, I'm willing to accept the fact that my opinions don't fucking matter. They did a good job of this episode. I'm not going to jinx it. I'm just going to accept it. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I, I really like this episode. I really love Daryl emoting. Daryl is officially the new character, the new main of the show. Him and Michonne, is her, it's their show. So it's nice to see him fucking actually talk for once. It's it's a nice fucking it's it's nice change. I love it. I really do. I hope they keep doing it. We'll find out. Anyway, you know, the new group shows up at Hilltop 
And for fucking some reason, the second they arrive at the gate, the, the whispers are right behind him. So much so that the mute lady, what's her fucking name? I don't remember her name. Connie, right? Top of my head right there. She's like right behind that group and between the, the whispers and them. And she like ducks behind in some corn. And I'm like, why? That must be setting up something later. And I don't find out in this episode, but it does pay off later. But I'm like, why? Just run, and you're fine. They weren't, like, attacking you in any way. I just don't know why she did that. She did a weird duck maneuver. I don't don't get it, but whatever. And and at the end of the episode, the Alpha arrives. She introduces herself as Alpha. Hey, I'm Alpha. I bet you're wondering why I'm here. How this crazy journey began. Well, let me take you back to... No, it's like an opening of a, a terrible 90s movie. But no, she arrives, and she kind of lets her know. You can tell she's there for uh, Sophia. No, not Sophia. She's dead. Uh, for Lydia. There we go. <laughs> Sophia's been dead since season two or three. And I'm not looking forward to watching those episodes specifically, how much they devote, devote to her character, who, honestly, when I watched it the first time, I didn't know who Sophia was. And like, we're going to find Sophia. I'm like, who the fuck is Sophia? And then I watched the whole rest of the season, I, and then they, they show what happened to her, and I go, I don't know who that is. I don't care. Season two and three. Is it just season two? I, I'll, I'll find out. But anyway, Alpha shows up. We finally meet Alpha, and she's great. I, I like her a lot. She does a good job with her. I, I'm very excited. It's played play by uh, Samantha Morton. She does a good job. Um, I, I, And you're kind of curious, like, who the fuck is this? Why the fuck are they there? And we'll see how this goes. And it's such a bold move to do that at the end of episode 910, not the end of episode 908, which is where, if I had to guess, where they would have done it. In previous seasons, that's exactly where they would have done it. Big cliffhanger. Who are they going to kill? They would have had some, some prisoners. End of season, uh, first half of season 9 would be 908. Alpha arrives, has the guns in the prisoner heads. We already fucking saw it with the governor. We saw that exact same fucking thing with the governor. They don't even bother doing it. It's where Tyrese dies. They don't even fucking bother doing it. They just go, cliffhanger on Jesus getting stabbed. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'll come back from break. Yeah, he's fucking dead. Who fucking cares? Anyway, here's fucking Alpha. Can you believe this? And you're like, it doesn't feel like they're tricking you to keep watching. It doesn't feel like I'm being led in by a fucking weird zombie Pied Piper to keep watching the fucking show and just keep walking down the, keep walking down this. Oh, don't ignore the, how close the water is. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't feel like I'm being led by a false lead. And uh, how many times can I say, I'm going to say it one more time and I'll get the fuck out of here. It is so refreshing not to feel the exact same feelings I felt for years on a loop year after year, 16 episodes a year, me wishing for less episodes or less predictability, and here we are. Predictability, sorry. And here we are, and I'm getting my wish fucking finally. That's why I'm excited to go back to season two and see how it all plays out. I got my notes about season one still up. I saved my character, who, you know, who's introduced, who died. I have my character list, looks like I did in the comic, which somehow got deleted at some point, and I'm starting fresh with season two, and I'm very excited. But I will say... Um, good episode. I'm looking forward to where it goes, even though I do know what happened in season nine. At this point, when I was watching, I go, fucking Alpha's here. Great. I know what this, this, this scene is, but I'm still curious on how they do it, how well they do it. I trust in them at this point. At episode 10 episodes in, they've gained my trust to make me care. And I will say, 
they follow through on that to a satisfying, you know, quote, conclusion. Unquote. Thank you for hanging around for those unquotes. Without further ado, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. Go to liwstudios.com. Check out the shows. Bye-bye.